welcome to the Dark Side of Soul podcast. This is Joe. This is Sean. And uh, today we are going to talk about gruesome deaths. We promised you this, and now we're going to start. This is going to be the first in... Uh, we will come back to this topic as yes. we go along. Uh, before we go much further, uh, we'll just point out that we do run the Dark Side of Soul Ghost Walk, which you can find on darksideofsoul.com. And you can also check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash darksideofsoul, where we uh, run regular watch parties, usually on Sundays. But um, at this point, we are recording during uh, our COVID-19 uh, isolations. Yep. So we, we've been doing them a little more frequently, but watch parties are really fun. You've not done them on Facebook. It's kind of uh, you, you get with other people in the chat room and you play and you, and you watch you watch a horror movie, a classic horror movie and uh, chat along. And, and Sean usually has a lot of trivia about the uh, movie that he, he posts during there. And uh, also, if, you, if you're really, really bored, want someone to talk to, talk to Minji the Ghost, our chat bot on there uh she actually she's she's ai so she has been learning for two years now mm -hmm. i think two years she's been learning for two years yeah just yeah so she's she's been learning a lot so so uh try her she's really fun so anyway sean mm. joe how you doing doing great but i'll get better give me a uh <laughs> give me a gruesome death tell gruesome me tell me something death. tell me of, of a sad death yeah, more of a tragic death, I think. Something that uh, uh, a death from the, the the from the Joseon Dynasty that's always fascinated me. Again, my my focus in studies is heritage and folklore, so a lot of my in my personal interest is in the people, uh, the commoners, far less uh, than in say the royals and the aristocracy. Um, and um, one person from the Chosun dynasty that fascinates me, and I talk about her briefly on the on my tour, is a commoner named uh, Hocho. And what's key about her is that she was a commoner who lived in one of the palaces. And, oh, she was uh, yeah. actually in the palace. Yeah, she was a gunya. Gunya literally means palace woman. So these were the female servants. Mm. They served oh, the gunya, gunya, okay. Gunya. Yeah, yeah, the gunya. Yeah. So yeah, literally palace woman. So she was a gungya. The gungya, like I said, uh, they served the aristocracy, the royalty that lived in the palaces, um, had terrible lives. They worked 12 hours a day, sometimes maybe 24 hours a day at a time. Um, and uh, it was tended, it, they tended to resent, to believe that they resented their work. Not only that, they resented their life in general, and then they really resented the people they worked for. And there were certain <laughs> points in the Chosun dynasty when it was believed that this resentment could manifest itself as a natural disaster. So, okay, as a, as a response to this, these gunya were given holidays to oh. stamp natural disasters. Okay. So imagine if you could do that today working with your boss and you don't like your boss and you could manifest your resentment for him in your work as a tornado or something <laughs> to tear down your tear down your company or get a day off work at least but yeah the, the, this was the the lie the, these were the that was the life of the the gunya and how they were viewed by the the aristocracy they were feared in a way because they were believed that they had this particular power 
mm. uh, which is a very interesting thing. Um, but um, one of the Hocho, uh, one of the, the, the Gungnya is Hocho, and um, she's one of the few that we know anything about uh, because there is a record written about her uh, during King Sejong, Sejong the Great's reign, where she was the Gungnya, the servant of um, the, the noble consort of Sejong's crown prince, his son. And uh, the consort's name was Hui. Uh, and uh, she was her full title was Hui Bin, so she was uh, Bin means uh, the the top level of these noble consorts. She was the highest level. There were different levels of them. She was at the top, so she was married to the crown prince. Um, but of course, being married to the crown prince meant that she had to share him. She didn't have him only to herself, um, and she loved him, but didn't feel that he loved her. So she wanted to to win his affections and she wasn't really sure how to do it uh so it's recorded it's said that um hui bin the noble consort confided in her servant hocho mm -hmm. asking for advice how can i win the love of the crown prince and uh, allegedly hocho gave advice but this involved employing black magic and witchcraft in a way we might say in, in some of western tradition and so allegedly Ho Cho told um, uh, Hui Bin to practice and do all these different uh, uh, incantations and these rituals, for example, killing a snake, and then draining the snake of all of its fluid, all the blood and the guts and everything, then wiping all of that mess up with a cloth and then wearing the cloth in the presence of the crown prince. Mm. So it was believed that by doing so, the crown prince would fall in love with the noble consort, with Hui Bin. Works so, for me. Or, yeah, so allegedly she did it. Yeah. Uh, some of the other things that she was uh, allegedly told to do um, by Ho Cho was to uh, take shoes of her rivals and burn them. <laughs> and do different things with the ashes. And um, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of these different things that, that uh, Ho Cho allegedly recommended Hui Bin do to win, win the affection of the crown prince. But uh, eventually word got to Sejong, to King Sejong, that this was going on. Mm -hmm. uh, he had Hui Bin demoted, had her father, and I believe also her brother demoted. So they, had to, they were demoted from the upper class, from the aristocracy, mm -hmm. and they were sent to live out in, uh, among the, the commoners. Uh, they, they were exiled from, from the palace itself and from that upper crust of life of the, Chosun, the early Joseon dynasty. Um, but for Hocho, she was, um, sent to court. Uh, she was tried and convicted of black magic mm. of, of introducing witchcraft. She was a witch. Well, yeah. So the, the, before, yeah, so it, I should, I'll, I'll go back to that. The idea that she was a witch, I'll go back to that. So she was tried, convicted, and she was sentenced to death. Uh-huh. So, um, as a result, uh, her sentencing was beheading. And she had her head cut off. And that's the only thing we know about her. And what I think is really more tragic, not so gruesome as much as tragic about her death, is that we don't know anything about her. And we don't know her side of the story. Mm -hmm. Everything about those events were, come from royal records. She never got a chance to give her side of the story. So, you know, if you, when you were a kid growing up, were you ever involved in, say, a fight in school or something. Oh yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. Yeah, you didn't start it. 
but you know the teachers or your parents just wouldn't listen to your side of the story there's far more to it than what's being said and you yeah. just get accused you get blamed yeah. um i tend to feel that's how hocho must have felt when she was on that chopping block just as that axe fell i wonder if she was thinking how convenient it was that uh Huibin only lost her her uh, position in society but hocho was about to lose her life yeah. And to me, that's really, really tragic. And we don't know anything else about her. If only she was, people listened to her. If only a few words were recorded, we would know a little bit more about her. So I always find that very, very tragic and a very, very sad story. And I share it on the, on my my version of the Dark Side of Soul tour. Ah. Um, but just quick. Yeah, we talked about she was a witch. Um, yeah, witches didn't exist in Korea the way they existed in Western tradition. Um, okay. There's a long history of witchcraft in Europe, of course, and actually goes all the way back to the year 400 to the 5th century. Uh, but it, things that really started to change that moved into what eventually became the witch trials of Europe started in the year 1100. There was a different, there was a, a, a shift in Christian cosmology and ontology and all those ideas. Satan suddenly became the big, the big baddie of Christianity, which he really wasn't before. Um, and all that kind of shifted, and then eventually, uh, at the end of the 16th century, King James wrote demonology mm -hmm. um, before he became um, the king of Scotland and England. Um, and uh, then that book informed a lot of the future, what they called them, the witch finders. Oh. Matthew Hopkins and all those, all those people. So that's what uh, eventually led to the mass the, the pandemic of fear of the witch trials in Europe. But that mm -hmm. kind of thing never existed in Korea, not to that degree. And actually, after Hocho was executed, some of uh, King Sejong's ministers and advisors recommended that he do a, a sweep through the palace and see if there if other gungnya, if other palace servants were employing black magic using mm. witchcraft in the palace. But, but apparently, uh, he refused. He said there's no need for it. Ah. So... Yeah, so witch trials and whatnot didn't exist in Korea like they did in Europe. The idea of being a witch is a very European thing. Uh, but yeah, often the word is used in translations for people like that in Korean history. Also for shamans. Shamans are off, often also in older English literature. They're called witches, which is a misnomer. They weren't witches. Definitely not in the European sense. Well, you know, I mean, the alternative would say burner of shoes. A burner of shoes, yeah. A practicer of black magic. A black magician. Yeah. That's the closest thing maybe we can get black to. Black magician. A black magician. The black mages, yeah. So, But ultimately, my feeling is, before we move on, my feeling is Hochu had absolutely nothing to do with it. She was the scapegoat. Mm -hmm. But we'll never know because she was never given the chance to, to defend herself because mm -hmm. she was And that's the tragedy, I think. Oh, wow. Mm. And that's on your tour. Well, this this is also my story. It's also sort of related to my tour. Uh, mm -hmm. It's tangentially related. Related. I tend to talk about Prince Su Young uh, mm -hmm. and the Alley of Ashes and how he uh, uh, dethroned his nephew nephew King Tanjong. Uh, right. Now, one thing I used to have on the tour, but I just couldn't really get a good story going with it, is the story of the six martyrs. Mm -hmm. And uh, the six martyrs were supposed to be the people who were loyal to King Tanjong because they felt that 
he the, the usurpation of his throne was very wrong and uh, these martyrs were were later murdered by Prince Suyang who later became King Sejou. Right, right. Um but uh this I uh, doing all all my reading and I tend to uh, now this is this is from a book I've been reading lately that's kind of a, a iconic classic book. It's it's kind of taken a lot of what's considered the uh, conventional wisdom, what, what most people know about Korean history, and going, well, let's take a second look at it. And right, it, right. what uh, this guy might not have been such a great person that was a martyr. So what, I'm going to talk about this one person called Song Sam Moon. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, he he was portrayed as a martyr, but mostly he was mostly he was concerned about his career. Uh, he he did a lot of Machiavellian machinations. Uh, to to get advancement in his career, he even retook the civil service exam, which you don't do. Uh, he, but he, he's just so disappointed in his position. The only way to progress is really to take the civil service exam. Yeah. And he would he did again try to get a higher position, didn't work. So he did other things. He got the king to demote a lot of his rivals, some eunuchs and stuff, uh, and 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 trying to get other things gone. And so Prince before Prince Suyang got wind of this and started criticizing Song Sammoon for uh, uh, saying, saying, hey, you're kind of, kind of giving inconsistent advice. Uh, you're, you're kind of, you're not there. Right. So um, fast forward to June 1455, um, Suyang has deposed Dan Zhong. Uh, he's on the throne. Um, while he's on the throne, he still reinstates uh, Song Sammoon, but uh, he makes a lot of mistakes, so he gets demoted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's, he's he's demoted. And on top of that, there was back when before Seijo was back when he was Prince Suyang, uh, he had lots and lots of rivals. But one of his rivals, um, well, uh, Song Samun's father supported one of Suyang's former rivals. Mm -hmm. So he was a little he was a little Song Samun was a little worried about his father and and, and by relation to him because, right. you know, once. Right. Sins of the father is the sins of the son. Yep. Uh, he yep. was also sure. very dissatisfied that he couldn't just get ahead. Uh, so uh, he uh, started a conspiracy to depose, uh, assassinate King Sejo. Um, it was uh, it was found out in uh, June 1456, so like one year after Sejo took the throne. And uh, there were interrogations, and actually he was questioned by King Sejo himself, uh, Song Samun. And uh, he admitted to his face that he took a pot. He took part in this conspiracy against him. Uh, and during this, he he declared his loyalty to the previous young king, King Danjong. Uh, and uh, he said, "Well, since I'm loyal to the previous king, I can't be loyal to you because it goes against Confucian ethics to serve two masters at the same time." Mm -hmm. And he said, basically, Sejo, um, shove it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, I, I give everything back. Everything I give gave to you, give back to me. Right. Uh, I can't. I can't do anything. Uh, of course, Sejo was, was a little peeved off, and um, uh, Sejo had a way of real. When when you get on Sejo's bad side, you really got on his bad side. So right. uh, some people just, you know, they would get the beheading. Like you got beheading is pretty pretty tame for the Joseon dynasty, especially yeah. the early Joseon, which this is early Joseon. Right. Um, First century of the dynasty. So um, what they did was they um, they burned Song Samun's legs and tore off his arms with red hot iron bars. Oh, my. 
that's a way to go. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't. They tore up. They used the iron bars to tear his arms off. And this is the thing: is he never pled for mercy, the entire time. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. You hear a lot of stories like that of different executions. People were silent during the whole execution and things like that, and when they had their intestines torn out. Yes, we have a yeah. few of those. We have a few of those. In fact, I was skimming through a bunch of my notes on on this book, and I was just I did a scan for the word dismemberment. It comes up like seventeen <laughs> times. Right, right. <laughs> it's like it's very common up until around the thirteen hundreds or fourteen hundreds, and it's right. Uh, it, but anyway, it, it, those are our two stories for today. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, what's that? What's the book that you're reading? Uh, it is, let me look it up again. Um, hold on. Yeah, you, you've been, um, you've told me about it a couple of times. We, we chatted a bit, but I, I don't. Yeah, I know, but I keep, it's, it's called the true. Oh, that's such a great title. The true history of Korea. Oh, okay. Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. I know that book. I haven't read it. Um, By, uh, Chinu Kim and K. Ray Chong. K. Ray Chong. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the true history of Korea. So that's a recommendation, uh, recommended reading, I guess, for, for oh, listeners. For it's sure. fun. It's fun. It, it was just, it's kind of a obscure thing. I was looking for some more history books that weren't written totally by Westerners from Western Shh, point of right. view. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, uh, sure. uh, And, yeah. and uh, this is, this is a really, I just picked this one up and it, it, it grabbed me from the beginning. It's, it, it's it's um it's not well no, I wouldn't say it. it doesn't read like a novel but it's not too pedantic it's pretty easy it it, it grips you with a lot of the right. stuff but it, but but the authors also assume you already know mm. a lot of what people have said about Korean history it's, it's written for scholars okay. I see I see so yeah okay that's what I was thinking but yeah it's still fun. well the, those books are important because um yeah because a lot of the records. You'd have, yeah, of course, either they're written in Korean, but those would be later versions of history of, of yeah, because the, the these authors history. were cross checking with other sources, sure, sure, right. Because the a lot of the records from the 1500s were still written in Chinese, written mm -hmm. in Hanja, mm -hmm. um, even during um, Sejong's uh, Se uh, Se uh, uh, during his rule, um. I don't remember if the veritable record. But until the 20th century, people started using Hangul instead of Hanja. Very frequently, yeah. Well, yeah. I still know uh, people who um, my Chinese, my Hanja reading, Hanja being the the Korean word for uh, reading the Korean language using Chinese characters. Um, mine is very, very limited. I can read. Things that are related to what I've studied, like yeah, I can, me too, you know, me too. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I know ten characters. Okay, <laughs> I think, you know, yeah. and one of them I got from beer bottles. So that's oh, uh, right, right, yeah, fresh. Yeah, so uh, yeah, books like that are, are are imperative if anyone for anyone, of course, in Korean studies, um, for history, uh, and anyone just kind of um, a little bit more of an armchair interest in Korean history. Uh, yeah, books like that are imperative for. It's for, really fun. This yeah, is really yeah. fun. Absolutely. Well, yeah, thank we, you. Uh, um, thank you for listening to us today. Yeah, uh, thanks, everyone. Yeah, we're going to have a little more stories like this. Yeah. Uh, remind you, we do have a Patreon. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we will link to that. Uh, and, and we will link to that. And you can catch all of our uh, podcasts at darksideofsoul.com slash podcast. Mm -hmm. 
uh, we also want to say again, we, we do uh, do our tours, darksideofsoul.com uh, for uh, booking tours. We even have a self guided tour. I don't think a lot of people know about that one. Mm. Um, and uh, point out, oh, we've, been, we've been meaning to give shout outs to uh, Ed Povey. Yes. Sorak-san. Uh, Sorak-san, who does our music. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also like to thank our top tier patrons, uh, uh, Angel Earl. <laughs> Angel oh, should, should, we, should we say their full names? We shouldn't say their full names, should we? Angel's fine. Uh, Joel. Did- just say, let's say they're okay. You're gonna have to edit this now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll just talk to Angel and, and I'll just, it's better to, it's, you know, it's better to apologize. It's easier to apologize than to ask right. permission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Angel and Joel. Yes. Angel and Joel. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, already we are, we're getting patrons. Uh, so we have different, uh, different tiers $5, $10, $20. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get different things. Five dollars, you get you get these episodes before anyone else. Uh, we we you can even get a video version. The video, I'll tell you this right off. We have, we're having inconsistent technical issues with the video. Sometimes it records video, sometimes it doesn't. I'm trying to figure out what 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 I have to do. Like if I have to hold my hand up like this to make it <laughs> uh, record video or or things like that. Um, anyway, second tier, you get a free free song from. Uh, Sorak-san every month on top of uh, – in all of these, you're, you're getting special stories, for, separate stories that we don't even have on the podcast, uh, folk tales from, from Sean. Mm-hmm. Audio. Uh, and those are audio. Yes. Audio. And they're audio. And the top tier, we have all of that. Plus, we will give you a shout-out on the show, and you'll actually get uh, a little something in your, special in your mail each month, a little yes. horror-themed goodie. Yes. Loot. Loot. Dark side well, loot. Thank you, everyone, for uh, joining us today. Uh, we will come back uh, next time. Uh, Sean, you have a good evening. Yeah, you too, Joe. Yeah, enjoy your Friday night. I shall. Stay spooky. Good night. Good night.